to stick out my chin and grin and say tomorrow. That is uh, the song that uh, Orphan Annie uh, would sing to herself and that many of us uh, are going to have to learn the tune for. I'm excited to uh, talk to you as we close out uh, our season of generational blessings. Uh, February, I am uh, dealing uh, with our boomers, uh, but I pray I speak blessings on the life of every single one of you. I'm not going to keep you a long time today, but there are some critical things that uh, I want to share with you that I believe are germane to your life, to your destiny, and to your assignment. You have been called into adoption. Called into adoption. A couple of things that I wanted to share with you that I am not sure that you are aware of, um, but uh, I wanted you to know. Every day in America, 370 babies are born into poverty. Let me say it again. Every day in America, 370 black babies are born into poverty. That's somewhere in the orbit of 535,000 Black babies are born into poverty every year. I don't know whether you realize this or not, but every year, 49,640 babies are born to black teenage mothers. Every year, 49,600 and 40 babies are born to teenage mothers. Black children make up 14%. Black children make up 14% of the U.S. population, 14%. But black babies make up 23% of the adoption population. 23% of all babies in the system for adoption are African-American babies. When we are only 14% of all babies that are born. While we're dealing with this crisis, I thought it was prudent for me to say to you, it is amazing how very few Black churches even say the word adoption. Ever mention adoption? Ever discuss adoption? But it is very critical that you will realize that it is all around our culture and our upbringing with no dialogue, with no discussion. Have you considered all of the narratives that you saw as a child that you didn't even realize was promotion for adoption? Maybe you forgot that Superman was adopted. 
that he came to earth. The hapless farmer and his wife saw him, looked at him, knew that there was something different about him, took him in with supernatural power. We often talk about uh, where it is within the black community, but can you imagine that the whole basis of the Wizard of Oz is around a young lady by the name of Dorothy? Maybe you forgot that Dorothy was not raised by her own parents. It was her aunt and uncle. So imagine the trauma of this young girl by the name of Dorothy who says all she wants to do is get back home and the gravity of what it is that that meant to be able to find a place called home. Can you consider that Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, is adopted? That an angel visited Mary in her bedroom and said to her, Listen, you have a child, but it ain't yours. You didn't even conceive it. You're still a virgin. I need you to do this, here it is, in the spirit of adoption. Romans chapter 8, verse 12 through 17 is what it is that I want you to read in your private time today. Romans chapter 8, verses 12 through 17. And I want you to see in Romans chapter 8, verse 12 through 17, how we are able to call him Abba, Father. How it is in Romans chapter 8 that we discover that we are joint heirs. There is a benefit to adoption. The benefit for adoption that I wanted you to know is, is that natural birth parents have no idea what the child looks like don't know the characteristics, don't know whether it's straight hair, curly hair, don't know whether it's brown eyes or uh, cockeyed. No idea whether it's a male or a female. Have no idea what shade of melanin, what hue of the rainbow it'll be. But an adopted parent going through that book says uh, that child is a stigmatism in the eye. That child has brain deformation. That child has an abnormal growth within their bone structure. That child has asthma. The greatness of that heart of that parent it's saying, I know what the flaws are. I know what the difficulty is. I know what the risk and challenges may be. But I still want them. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd I suggest to you, because we have been adopted by God, God is not surprised about our flaws. 
he is not taken aback by our issues. When he adopted us, he knew we were habitual liars. He knew that we were not self-starters. He knew that we were uh, attention seekers. He knew that we would uh, be verbal complainers. The reason why you ought to be weeping in Thanksgiving is knowing all of our issues. The Heavenly Father says, I still want them. Even though they're going to go far from who it is that I am, like a dog returning back to their vomit, they will return to what I delivered them from, but I still want them. I still want them. Knowing that they've got some health challenges, I still want them. Knowing that insurance is not going to cover this, I still want them. Knowing that they're prone to drink, knowing that uh, they have a deep-seated taste for alcohol, I still want them. One of the most critical interviews I ever saw It's an interview that was uh, on Steve Harvey when he had his talk show that um, his children came on the talk show. The children who were born, here it is, to Marjorie Harvey, his wife, who he married at 40. And her children who came into the marriage was giving tribute to Steve Harvey. He said, what kind of man are you that you would take three grown children is what penetrated my heart and you gave us your name. You didn't have to give us your name. You gave us your name to call ourselves a Christian. Who it is means that we have his name. We have access to his power, that we are able to walk in the dominion and in the authority of who he is. We, many of us, are adopted. Hear this, not as cute little babies. We've been adopted as dysfunctional, traumatized adults. And he still wants us. Gave us access um, to his wealth. And to know that uh, it is according to his riches and glory. They were able to walk, we're able to talk. Can you imagine that disciple that tried to deny Jesus after he was arrested? The people around the fire said, you are with them. You with them? Why? Because you talk like him. You sound like him. I want you to be found guilty of being like your adopted dad. To know that uh, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. The world and they that dwell therein. <sighs> I woke you up early this morning because I got good news. 
over the holidays, replete through social media. They will post parents that were handing envelopes over to her children who had no idea. They opened up the envelopes the children did. The parents that read it, the child with tear-stained eyes, tear-stained cheeks, read aloud, you are hereby adopted. They would ask, do you want to be in this family? Do you want to be with us? Today I came to announce to you, your adoption papers have gone through, that God has made you completely his. There are two dimensions of prayer that uh, I want to pray today. Two dimensions of prayer that I uh, want to speak over on this day. And um, I hope that you'll receive it. I want to pray, yes, I pray for you every Tuesday. But this morning I want to pray for children who are in foster care. This morning, I want to pray for some young person who's looking out the window, hoping that they get picked, hoping that they get selected. I want to pray for some young person who's 17, you know, they only got a few more months before the system turns them over to the world. I want to pray this morning for young people who will find their value to know that people will fly to China, will fly to Russia, will fly to Yugoslavia, but will leave babies in adoption agencies right here. I want to pray this morning that our churches will rally aloud the cry that this is an issue that we're going to have to address that we have to endorse, that we have to support, and that uh, we have to come behind. And I want to pray for you that uh, you will know, in spite of your DNA, in spite of your last name, in spite of your tumultuous upbringing, you have been adopted. Lord, in the name of Jesus, I pray for the countless nameless and faceless children who today their greatest aspiration is not a video game or tennis shoes. It is to feel loved. It is to feel valued. It is to feel safe. It is to feel protected. It is to be wanted. Spirit of the living God, meet them today. Lord, I pray that you move on the heart of a barren couple. I pray that you will uh, move on the heart of an empty nester. You'll move on the heart of somebody who has room 
enough to receive. I pray, dear Lord, that you will move into the body of Christ, that we will, in fact, begin to be on the front line for children who are left on the sidelines. I pray today that we will eradicate the issue even in our generation. Now, God, I pray for your children here on the earth that today they will have their sense of belonging, their sense of connecting, their sense of uh, raison d'etre to know that their purpose was to please you, to serve you, to know you. God, thank you that today we will find reason and opportunity to announce to people we are Christian, which means we are adopted. Thank you, God, for loving us with all of our issues, with all of our flaws, with all of uh, our brokenness. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for loving us enough to die for us. Thank you for not staying dead because we needed a present parent. In Jesus' name, amen. Sons and daughters of the Most High God, aren't you glad we got a big brother? Our big brother's name is Jesus. And while we were yet sinners, he died for us. Would you part with me this morning? Would you share? Um, tonight I'm doing something special, a town hall meeting for young people uh, all over of this city. We're going to be live dealing with their pains, their problems, and their perplexities. Uh, I want you to um, tune in tonight at 730. We're going to be doing intervention for teenagers and their parents. Apparent young people who are holding on to a lot of rage, a lot of discombobulation, a lot of disillusionment, a lot of depression. And tonight at 730, we're going to be dealing with it live at New Birth. I'll be broadcasting it on all of our streaming platforms. Tomorrow, I'll be going to Memphis, Tennessee to stand with the family, the young man who was killed. I'm praying a health, hope, and light to that community. Pray for us for uh, traveling grace. Ladies and gentlemen, I want you to partner with me today in giving a seed of just $27. That's what I'm asking you to give. A seed of $27. I want you to go to newbirth.org, push bank, text to give. I give LaFi uh, $27 a year on cash app, dollar sign, crown, prince, 07. Dollar sign, Crown Prince 07. 27 is what I'm asking every person to share, every person to sow, every person to give. 27, Dollar sign, Crown Prince 07. My brothers, my first line of preference is that you will go directly to newbirth.org, give on our giving platforms, give up our push paychecks to give. Uh, if uh, you're in cash app, secondarily, I uh, ask that you would give uh, that seed of 27 uh, today. Let's be a blessing uh, to those who are coming through the system. 
coming out of the system and going to a higher place of being. I'll sign prompt for until 7 uh, on uh, Cash App. All others ask that you'll go immediately to NewMark.org. Get back to the left you. I'm praying for you. Have a prodigious and a prosperous day. I'll see you tonight at 730.